It's not a silly little moment It's not the storm before the calm This is the deep and dying breath of This love that we've been working on Can't seem to hold you like I want to So I can feel you in my arms There ain't nobody gonna save us We pull too many false alarms And we're going down you can feel it too we're going down and you know that we're doomed my dear we're slow dancing in a burning room If you recognize that butchered guitar part, that is John Mayer, who we are talking about today. And let's go. Welcome to Pop Culture Catechism, conversations about music, movies, and the longings of the human heart. Let's get started. Have you ever been in a place where you felt alone and you felt down and there was no reason for it. You weren't actually alone. You weren't actually missing something, but you were missing something. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I know I've felt that way. And you know who else has felt that way? John Mayer. It's all over his lyrics. So we're going to talk about John Mayer today. And I am super excited to have one of my best friends and a fantastic musician and just a good all-around guy, uh, Brian Wilson, better known to his fans as BT and the King. He's a recording artist, uh, a father, and just uh, a fantastic drummer. He, we, he often plays drums for me when I'm doing worship events and that sort of thing. Um, and he's just a great guy. I'm so happy to have him here. My name is Mike Tenney. If you are first time watching the show, I am a Catholic speaker and worship leader. I spent 14 years as a Catholic high school theology teacher working with young people. And that was my day job. And then at night I was trying to make it as a rock star uh, with mediocre guitar skills, <laughs> as you just saw. And so, uh, but I love having deep conversations with people about music and movies and just the big questions of the world. So that's what we're going to do today. But first, before we get into the episode, I need to say a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons for this episode. They are Carl and Melissa Gore, Lisa and Bob Tenney, Stephen Maggie Hubbard, Jacqueline and Ryan Olivet, Rob Smith, and Tom and Emily Comberiotti. Thank you, thank you, thank you to them and to all our patrons who give on a monthly basis to this show. If you are not a patron of our show yet, what are you waiting for? Go to www.popculturecatechism.com and choose a giving level. We have six tiers with perks for each one. Pick one that that fits your budget and your tithe and help us out. Keep the cameras running and the lights on and support the staff at Awaken. Every little bit helps. Really appreciate it. Plus, all patrons get access to the full content of each episode. So for example, with this episode, I'm going to be doing a full review of John Mayer's new album, Sob Rock, and you'll only get that if you're part of the Pop Culture Catechist community in the Awaken app. Also, I've put a couple new talks of mine. Just last uh, weekend, I was giving a talk in the Archdiocese of Washington through their Office of Family Life, a day of recollection for families who are trying to draw uh, some of their family members back into the practice of the faith if they have fallen away. So I gave two talks, and those are both uh, in, uh, those are both exclusive content for patrons of this show. So go and check those out in the app as well. Speaking of the Awaken app, you can go to theawakenapp.com 
io and it's free for everyone and even if you're not a patron of this show or any of the other shows there's lots of stuff in there for you there's lots of like-minded individuals uh, lots of other catholics and christians who are just trying to find a, a way in this world together uh, but there is also a uh, catholic devotional uh, and prayers in there there's a catholic music library that's growing all the time so lots of cool stuff going on in the app and especially if you're a patron there's tons of exclusive content thank you so much enjoy the episode welcome brian thanks for being on my show Hey, Mike, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Yeah. Glad I, to be here. As soon as I started this show, I was like, I got to have Brian on at some point, but I can't have every episode just be my friends and me talking. So I, <laughs> I just save you for a few months. But uh. let me, let me, let me say, Mike, after that plug you just did, that intro, uh -huh. that was amazing. Oh, good. Thank you. I feel, I feel completely woke now after the awakened <laughs> Catholic plugs. And so my wife and I have been, we've been doing the Bible in a year with oh, Father yeah. Mike Schmitz. Uh -huh. And I think about you every day because if you were a priest, you would be him. Oh, you think? <laughs> every time, every time I hear him, I'm like, that that would be Mike. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, I would be Father Mike just because my name is Mike. But you would. Uh, yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, I I'm flattered that uh, you you associate me with him. So you 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 get to hear Absolutely. a lot of my talks because a lot of times we go do events together and I'm playing guitar and you're playing sure. drums and then you just got to sit there behind the drum set while I'm <laughs> giving my talk. So no, I always get a lot from it. Uh -huh. I well, and I, and I give it. you the mic sometimes. You get to tell a little bit of your story. So. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm just so glad you're here. Um, and uh, quarantine, man, we don't get to see each other as much. I think we've seen each other like once in person since this all, all started. But uh, crazy. FaceTime every once in a while. Crazy. But yeah, we sure. send your, we send your wife Marco Polos. <laughs> <laughs> we love the Marco Polos. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, so Brian, uh, to, I, I, so you are a recording artist. You just came out with an album in February. Um, and you and your wife did a cool little release party. I love my, my wife and I watched that whole thing live as you guys were doing it. Just you guys going through the different songs. It was, it was super cool. Tell us a little bit about your album and your music. Thank you, brother. Yeah. That, that release party was, uh, it was somewhat live. <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had a lot of technical difficulties getting that thing done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just released an album entitled BT and the King, which mm -hmm. is also my artist name. So it's self-titled uh, BT and the king yeah we'll put it in the show um, notes so people can find absolutely it. you can mm -hmm. you can find it anywhere anywhere you can stream music awesome um but this is actually an album this album was actually finished about a year ago mm -hmm. <clears throat> and i was in the process of you know considering should i get it remixed should i get it remastered and then um the pandemic hit and it really kind of lost uh priority for me mm -hmm. um I hadn't really thought about it much. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually more of a, so my kids have been listening to the music for probably two years now. Uh -huh. yeah. And they sing it in the car all the time. And I was really, <laughs> I wanted to make stuff that, that they thought was cool that they could listen to. Mm -hmm. um, I never really had a, a strong uh, date or even like a strong desire to, to put it out. Mm -hmm. um, but as this, this current year approached, it was kind of like, why not put it out? Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, God is, God has given me some, some messages that minister to me, um, that I think would be helpful to other people. So, you know, I, I kind of scrapped my, uh, perfectionist mentality of <laughs> it has to sound like, you know, mm -hmm. it has to sound like an Usher record or, uh -huh. you know, I mean, I and, think it sounds pretty and, good. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. The first <laughs> time you started showing me this stuff, I was like, man, 
some, some <laughs> skills it. in the studio. So, I mean, I knew you were an awesome drummer. I was like, oh, he's singing. He's playing piano. He's doing all the production or whatever. It's 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 impressive, man. It's it's super impressive. I, I appreciate and, it. And uh, and just just knowing you and knowing a bit a bit of your story and um like your soul is in these lyrics, you know. Like, Absolutely. It's it, it's it's all there. Some some deep deep stuff there. Um. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you if you're a music lover, you're looking for some spiritually uplifting lyrics. Um, I, I definitely encourage you to check out Brian's stuff, BT and the King. So um, I appreciate that, brother. Anything you uh, you want to? Is the website just btandtheking.com? Or where, um, where the can website is the website is btkingmusic. Btkingmusic. Btkingmusic.com. All right, we'll put that in the in the show notes for people that want to find it. All right, cool. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to tell us about you and what you're doing? Should we get down to John Mayer? Um. No, let's get to it. The rest of my life is just, you know, my beautiful wife and our seven kids and mm-hmm. uh, trying to provide and stay sane during that process. That's uh-huh. that's my life. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Um, we, we, so uh, the, the Tennies and the Wilsons, we, we met at our church um, and mm-hmm. I had just been asked to start doing music um, at the, the 5 p.m. mass to do more like modern worship style music. And we didn't have a drummer. I think just the youth minister was playing on a on a conga and I made an announcement before mass like we're looking for a drummer. And you came up after mass and you're like, I play drums. And uh, I think I said, yeah. well, are, are you any good <laughs> or something like that? You're like, I'm pretty good. And you turned out to be really good. So And just their friendship. So I, but. I don't know if I ever told you this, but before that, when you asked that, my wife was like nudging me like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm already playing drums from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday. I'm uh-huh. good. She's like, we need to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm funny. so, so glad that we had that conversation. After uh-huh. that day, me though. too. It yeah. turned into, turned into something special. It did. It really did. It really did. Yeah. We just, uh, I think we just, we just connected our families and you and me and, and, and Myra and Maddie, we just, uh, and yeah. And that was before we even, sure. we even had, had kids and, um, right. but anyway, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's cool. I'm, I, I love, I love yeah. our friendship and our family's friendship. So likewise, brother, let's talk about John Mayer. So if you don't know who he is, he's, uh, one of the biggest singer songwriters of the 21st century. He's had 19 Grammy nominations and won seven of them. Um, he's had seven albums. He's one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Uh, I, I'd say he's one of the greatest songwriters of, of our generation. And uh, his, his guitar stuff is just, it's beyond me. I actually don't learn that much John Mayer stuff just because I, I, can, I can play it, but I can't play it like he plays it. <laughs> you know, like non-musicians, they might be like, oh, he's playing a John Mayer song. Anyone who's a guitarist is like, that's not how he plays it. He's cheating a lot. And I, I, I do cheat a lot when I play John Mayer stuff. So his, his albums, uh, 2001, he started with Room for Squares, followed up by Heavier Things. Then he did the John Mayer Trio, which is more of a blues album, which is where I really got into him with Try in 2005. His biggest album, Continuum, in 2006, won a Grammy for that. Uh, Battle Studies, then Born and Raised, Paradise Valley, and his most recent album, The Search for Everything, 2017. Um, and just recently, and we're recording this in late March 2021, just a few days ago, he like announced he has some new music uh, about to come out. So um, he's going to be releasing new music soon. We'll probably try to time this episode with with that coming out as well. So, uh, Brian, I asked you, I was just like, you got to come on the show. What do you want to talk about? And you wanted to talk about John Mayer. So let's, let's, we'll talk about some of the themes and the songs in a little bit, but just tell me what is it about him as an artist that, that you love? Absolutely, man. John Mayer is, um, like you said, he's just one of the greats of our time. Mm -hmm. Um, let's, let's not even go to the songs and the lyrics yet. The guy can play guitar (laughs) with the best of them. Yeah. Like if he never opened his mouth or never touched a pen, 
<clears throat> I th- I think he would still be as influential as he is. Yeah. Because um, he plays that guitar on a level that it's not many that do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a, a violin, like the precision of a violin. Like he he plays that, but it's on a guitar, and he he makes it sound sure. like a human voice. He's just so expressive with it. Um, For sure. And there's so many little techniques he's he's doing. Um, like he he does a lot of that. Uh, I gotta turn up so you can hear me, but uh, like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he kind of slaps. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop this train off continuum. Yeah. But but that style, he didn't invent that, but he made it like popular. And you hear so many guitarists doing that now. Like John Mayer sure. popularized that that style. Um and he, sure. just so many percussive things he does with his right hand and with his left hand. He does a lot of rapping of his thumb where like he'll or uh, if I can there we go. <laughs> I gotta play the right chord. <laughs> And that's that's not something that's super common um, that a lot of guitarists do. But he plays a lot of stuff with his thumb over the top, and that's just really inventive. So, um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Absolutely. Good. And then and then so when I first started getting into John, um, it was kind of around the trio stuff as well. So mm-hmm. then to not only hear how well he plays guitar, <laughs> but then to see who he's surrounded by. Uh-huh. So when your band is Pino Paladino <laughs> Pino playing Paladino. bass, uh-huh. like. <laughs> and Steve and Steve Jordan on drums, They're like so good. These are these are like the goats uh-huh. of the goats uh-huh. of this uh-huh. industry. Um, and if they think enough to to play with this kid coming out of Berkeley, uh-huh. like that means a lot. It's a real deal. And that um, al- and then, that album is just like three instruments, and it sounds like right. it's so full it's and so lush. Full, and it's all so it's all full. live takes. It's like incredible. Yeah, so. yeah. Those those guys mm-hmm. are geniuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, finally we, we get to his, his songwriting. Um, I love his voice too. And mm-hmm. I know a couple guitar players who are like really into him for guitar and they're like, I wish he would just shut up and never sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I love his voice too, the timbre of his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, the lyrics for me are, it's to, to me, there's a couple different styles of writing. Mm-hmm. There's a, a style of writing where you write, um, and people have to figure out exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then there's a style where you tell a story so well mm-hmm. with the words that you use that the movie is playing in people's head and they yeah. know exactly what you meant. Mm-hmm. And he writes that way. Yeah, um, right. there's there's also there's also a, like a corny way to do that. Like mm-hmm. some stuff is just so obvious that you're like, okay, you didn't even really need to think to to, mm-hmm. to write that. But just the, the words that he chooses to paint that picture mm-hmm. and how clearly you can see each each frame. Mm-hmm with each sentence of what he says to yeah. me, it's, it's genius. Yeah. The, I love it. You're, you're right. Like it does paint a picture and it's almost like the, in some ways the song becomes almost transparent because you're, you're just mm-hmm. experiencing it and feeling it. And you're not even necessarily thinking about how it's being communicated, but it's just, it's just coming through to you. So, um, sure. which, which I think is a, a sign of something that's really artfully crafted. So. Indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really the, the love guy's a genius. Yeah, right. I, I love great lyrics, the guitar work, both electric and acoustic. He's he's great, um, and there, there's so many artists that are influenced by him. Like you wouldn't have Ed Sheeran without John Mayer. Just like that one sure. guy up there with the guitar doing a bunch of crazy things. Like that that doesn't happen sure. without John Mayer. Um, I love the breadth of his genre. Like he can do like the like the little love songs. He can do these huge epic rock things he can do like mm-hmm. he's, he's been on a, on a Khalid song. He's, he's collaborated with a bunch of different people doing, doing hip hop and, and yeah. EDM and all, all sorts of stuff. Um, Absolutely. and it's also been really cool 
so he came out when I was first in college and to see his personal journey through his lyrics and through his music, he mm -hmm. started off, he was like kind of a, kind of a jerk. It kind of seemed, you know, he was kind of full of himself and <laughs> you can see he's, he's become very introspective, um, mm -hmm. almost penitential in his lyrics. And, uh, you can, you can see a soul that is trying to work out like, mm -hmm. who am I? And, 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 and am I good? And th there's, there's such a, a depth and a reflection on his own experience yeah. and the impact that he's had on other people in positive and negative ways. Um, I, I see a real, a real heart for reflection in there, yeah, uh, which, sure. I, which I really love. So, um, I, I'm not sure. a huge fan of his voice. His voice has grown on me. Um, yeah, I think he uses his instrument really well. Like he, he's not got mm -hmm. like this amazing usher voice, you know, but he knows, right. he knows how to use it well. So sure. his, his voice, his voice has grown on me. Um, cool. Anything you want to talk else about the, just kind of the artistry of his music before we get into some lyrics? Um, no, let's get into it. All right. So I think the guy's a genius. Me too. <laughs> let's, uh, let's throw a picture of him up there. This is John Mayer. <clears throat> Uh, this is from his 2019 tour. There's a speak. So one more thing I'll say about his guitar playing. I, I can't promise this will be the last thing I say, but um, for, for this tour, this 2019 tour, he did a promo of him playing that song that I started with slow dancing in a burning room is just him on the electric guitar. And it's like one of the most beautiful pieces of music. He doesn't sing. He's just like looking into the camera and playing it. And uh, anyway, look up the John Mayer. I'll put it in the show notes, but look up the John Mayer 2019 tour promo, <laughs> slow dancing in a burning room. And it is, yeah, it'll give you chills the way this man plays the guitar. It's crazy. So absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all right. So you, uh, this was a song I had not heard before, but you said, we got to make sure we talk about this song. It's called Assassin. Um, and this is off of Battle Studies, I think, um, mm -hmm. which was his album from like 2012, 20, 2009, maybe. 2010 somewhere around there um yeah. so, so tell me about this song um what do you what do you see in this song why'd you why'd you want to talk about it um so yeah this song is both musically and lyrically just it's so clever to mm -hmm. me um since i'm a drummer i'll start with the drums uh -huh. so steve jordan mm -hmm. chose to play a very tight sounding drum mm -hmm. like the snare was really high mm -hmm. the kick was a smaller smaller kick um, for the verses that really kind of zoom you into what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then on the choruses, he goes around the kit and then it turns into this huge, like 60s Ludwig kit. Uh -huh. And the chorus is like just exploding um, throughout the, the course of the song. It's just genius. I, I noticed that when I listened um, to the song, I was like, I want to ask Brian what he thinks about the snares in the song. Because I noticed it got to the chorus. It's 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 there's a, there's a, there's a change. I like a real tight kit, absolutely. a real tight uh, snare. So, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. that's I get I get to how much thought they put into this song. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Steve Jordan is an incredible producer, and he's not mm -hmm. just a drummer. Like he, John trusts him to produce <laughs> these records as well. Oh yeah. Um, so just just hearing the choices that he made with that to me was was genius. Mm -hmm. um, but the song talks about a guy who considers himself to be an assassin. He's just talking about women, you know. He's, mm. I guess we, we would consider it a, a womanizer. He, you uh -huh. know, he's in and out. You don't stay too long. You don't spend the night. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, these are things you don't do. And he had this experience with this woman and woke up the next morning finding out that he's falling in love. Uh -huh. And she was actually the assassin. Like mm -hmm. she actually had that effect on him that he normally has on on others. Um, I thought this the writing of it was so clever. Um, let's let's look at the some imagery. Of these lyrics. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
I was a killer. I was the best they'd ever seen. I'd steal your heart before you ever heard a thing. I'm an assassin and I had a job to do. Little did I know the girl was an assassin too. Yeah. Yeah. Caught up with him. Caught up with him. Um, Quick. <laughs> yeah. So um, John Paul II, who's right? Where is he? There. There. It was our Pope two popes ago. Um, he wrote a lot about love and sex. And one of the things he says that I think is super interesting is he says, most people think the opposite of love is hate. He says the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of loving someone is using someone. Mm. That's the opposite of love. And I, I see this here. It's like he was, he was a killer. He was an assassin. He was using these girls for what he could get out of them. And what he found was that not only was he using them, but he was getting used too. He was also getting hurt. Um, and I, I, I like I've, I've talked about how John Mayer was kind of in the beginning, like kind of a jerk. And you kind of see some, you kind of see some of his growth and him reflecting on some of his choices. Like I see that in this song that I was like, Hey, I was a rock star at the age of 24 and I could have all these mm -hmm. girls. And like, I realized at some point, like it, it catches up with you. Like you're, you're, you can't use your body and other people's bodies like that and expect to come out unscathed. You know, there's, um, yeah. there's, there's real trauma that you're doing to yourself. Um, and, and and other people when you when you use sex in that way. I mean, sex is not just a is not just a physical interact. It's not like eating peanuts where it's just like hey, I ate some peanuts and then I digest them and my body handles it. But there's nothing going on in my soul, you know. But it's For sure. some people think you can do that with with sex, but it's just uh, yeah. Anyway, so I, I, absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you know, actually, um, for me, this song has another meaning as well. Um, so I'm someone who I'm a convert to Catholicism, but mm -hmm. I grew up, um, in church all my life as a, my, my dad's a minister. Uh, I'm a musician. So I've grown mm -hmm. up playing in church. And, mm -hmm. um, for me, this, this, this song also represented kind of my journey and my relationship with Christ. Really? Um, yeah. How, you know, being, being a worker in the church, <clears throat> you, you you kind of, you show up when you're in the building all the time and you're always around, you, you say the right things. You, and that right, I felt like I was an assassin, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I get to, to use this experience to get what I need. Mm. Um, even financially, you know, I, a large part of my income comes from playing drums in church. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, sometimes you, you walk into a room and it's like, yeah, I'm here. Like, this is mm -hmm. what I came to do. I'm I'm going to praise the Lord and mm -hmm. we, I'm going to make sure y'all get your worship. And I'm in the worship um, band and I'm cool because I'm a drummer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. And one day you wake up and you start to realize like God's love for you. Mm. And it, it starts to really um, hit you in a different way. At least it did for me. Oh, wow. Where I'm thinking that I'm the one playing the system, but the whole time God is like, I'm showing you how much I love you. Mm. How, One how, day I wake up. How old were you when I, I you, you started up, to have yeah. this realization? Would you say? I would say that it's an ongoing process, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't. I started. I started making money from playing drums in church when I was twenty-three. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've always, I've always had a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when you particularly when you grow up in church, there's, there's different phases, you yeah, know, for sure. You're, int you're introduced to Christ and it's, um, I think it's a very innocent love. It's a very pure, just like, uh, exploration of, uh, 
Christ's love for you and you falling in love with Christ. Mm-hmm. I think as we all get a little older, you know, the world becomes a little more tempting and appealing. Yeah. And sure. we kind of want to see, see what our place is in the yeah. world. Um, so I went through that phase as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, as I begin to, to play for hire in churches, um, I was still in that phase of just like, I just, I think I just come off of, um, doing like smooth jazz tours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was cool. My wife and I had just started really, um, becoming serious about each other. And I knew I didn't want to be a touring musician with a family. Mm-hmm. We knew we wanted a large family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't be somebody who's out on the road and doing that. Yeah. Um, so playing drums in church for hire was actually a, it was a blessing, a big yeah. blessing. Um, but it was still that, uh, just kind of that lifestyle of this, I'm showing up to do this job and not really expecting much spiritually from it. Um, that, that is so interesting. I've, I, I, and I've had the same experience as someone who has, has worked in church for a, a lot of my life is mm-hmm. it can, you can't almost forget what you're doing it for. And then there's these moments where God like breaks through. And it's like, no, you're not, <laughs> you're not bringing this to other people. I'm bringing this to you. Um, when, when you were, when you were speaking about this, it reminds me, there's a, um, a part in the, the book of the prophet Jeremiah, where he says, um, you seduced me, O Lord, and I let myself be seduced. And it talks mm-hmm. about this, I, you know, he's, he's being persecuted because he's, he's preaching this unpopular message of repentance and everyone's like, shut up, Jeremiah. We, nobody wants to listen to you. And they like throw him in a well and lock him up in the stocks. Right, right. Um, and he's like, I'm not going to talk about God anymore. I won't say it. I'm not going to preach his word. I'm not going to say it anymore. But then it's like a fire burning in my heart. And I have mm-hmm. to, I have to say it. And it says, you seduced me, Lord. You, 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 you got me into this. And I love that image in scripture of God as like this wild lover pursuing us, you know, and he just Absolutely. wants us so bad. And, you know, a lot of times we think of, you know, the stereotype of church is Ned Flanders from the Simpsons. Highly ho neighbor. It's kind of, kind of boring <laughs> right, milk right, right, toast, right. but God finds these. And if I'm honest, maybe, maybe church can be like that sometimes, but, um, God is this wild, passionate lover that is pursuing us and going after our hearts yeah. and like wants us for his own. Like there's so much, you go through the Bible, there's so much, there's a lot of sexual language. Like our, our, our desires are supposed to remind us of how much God loves us mm-hmm. and yeah. how much we, our hearts really desire him. Like as yeah. much, as much as my, I desire, you know, fame or fortune, whatever it is, or how much I desire a beautiful person or however much I desire pleasure. Mm -hmm. Really, that's all just like, like kind of distortions of where my real desire lies in the truth, goodness, and beauty of God. And like, that's the the real longing of my heart. Um, Man, I I, I never, I never would have brought that out of this song. I'm glad you, (laughs) little little did we know he's an assassin too. He's an assassin too. (laughs) He's coming. He's coming for you. Watch out. (laughs) Absolutely. Man, that's awesome. Cool. I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, uh, anything else on that song? Should we move on to Gravity? Oh, yeah, let's move on. Gravity is another song I can play, but not like John plays it like that. <laughs> give, it a, give it a whack here. <laughs> so, uh, we, we did a sound check once for that Gonzaga retreat we did. Uh-huh. 
uh, and I was I was playing this, and you were you were just jamming. And after I posted it, one of my friends who's a guitar player, he's like, "Oh man, he's like, here's how you really play that." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to play? You want to play the actual? Yeah, you want to play the actual or, way? <laughs> yeah." So it's like all these crazy bends that I'm not I'm just not finessed enough to to do. But anyway, so this this is maybe his most popular song or one of his most famous songs. Yeah, I, w- I would say yeah, mm-hmm. and. He has a number of songs where he is talking about just what we were talking about, this deep desire for something more. And it comes from a place of loneliness. And there on what his second album he has a song called Something's Missing. And he goes through and he's like, relationship, check. You know, fans, mm-hmm. check. Money, check. But there's still yeah. something missing. It's just, something's missing, and I don't know how to fix it. It's like this this restlessness in the human soul, as Saint Augustine says, that refuses to be satisfied until we find our rest mm-hmm. in God. And gravity, I think, is wrestling with the with the same thing here. So let's look at some of the lyrics, yeah. and I want to I want to hear what you what, what you see in here. It says gravity is working against me, and gravity wants to pull me down. I'll never know what makes this man with all the love that his heart can stand dream of ways to throw it all away. Intense stuff there. <laughs> Indeed. Gravity wants to bring me down. It can't sustain. Twice as much ain't twice as good and can't sustain like one half good. It's wanting more that's going to send me to my knees. Again, there's this theme of I want more. And even when I get it, it's not enough. Like there's, it doesn't yeah. satisfy. Um, and then he ends saying, gravity, stay the hell away from me. Gravity has taken better men's than me, better men than me. Um, just keep me where the light is. And there's this refrain at the end, keep mm-hmm. me where the light is, keep me where the light is, keep me where the light is. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I see in him there, maybe he doesn't know it, maybe he wouldn't express it this way, but there's this, this longing for the transcendent. There's a longing for something more. He's, yeah. he's realizing I'm a famous rock star. I can get any girl I want. I dated Jessica Simpson and Taylor Swift and all these you know, famous people. <laughs> and there's still something missing. There's still yeah. something missing. Have you ever felt that? <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, the, the more we talk about it, the more I realize um, it's the thing that I love about John is not just the um, clarity and transparency of his lyrics. I think I relate a lot to the perspective of his lyrics, too. Yeah. Um, a lot of my music is the same way, where it's, it's introspective, it's reflective on myself, mm-hmm. um, on my flaws, on mm-hmm. um, the fact that. You know, for me, it's it's like a lot of my music is about how God's love is shining on me and mm-hmm. how I'm trying to open myself and be receptive to receiving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I love about John's music. It's like, <clears throat> let's not waste time talking about other people or how, you know, how other people affected me. A lot of his music is uh-huh. like, listen, I'm a, I'm a jerk, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he takes like if somebody ownership. doesn't help me, absolutely. It's yeah. like, if some, if. If I don't get help, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be a terrible person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I love that because the only way for, for progress to move forward is to, to figure out how you um, affect situations or how mm-hmm. you receive situations. Um, so I love that his perspective is, is often um, in that perspective. It's, it's, yeah. it's, um, you were talking before about being in, pa- inward looking. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking before about being a, a pastor's kid growing up. You know, in, in the in the evangelical world, be a PK, being a pastor's kid has a, that. Mm. There's a lot of implications and stereotypes that go along with that. But I, I feel like in any church, Catholic or, or Protestant, there there are 
there's a temptation to kind of put up a veneer, a kind of a, a mask of holiness, perfection. Uh, you know, we got everything together. We're the Holy family. Sure. We go to church. I, I felt that as a, as a Catholic high school teacher and as a Catholic speaker, like y- you, you can't let people see your, you got to hide your crazy a little bit, you know, because Absolutely. I have a responsibility to the community. I don't want to cause scandal and also and so just you're, you know, I'm prideful and egotistical and I want people to think how great I am and I don't want them to see my flaws. Yeah, um, absolutely. But there is in willingness to like bear your soul and like show your, show your sinfulness. Like there, there is holiness in that. It makes me think of the scripture where Jesus says, you know, two men went to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee says, Oh Lord, I pray that I, I'm thankful that I'm not like other men, like that tax collector, you know, I tithe mm. twice a week. And, and, but then it says the, the, the tax collector, like wouldn't even raise You know the one I'm talking about? It wouldn't even yeah, raise his absolutely. eyes to the good Lord in heaven and beat his breast and said, have mercy yeah. on me, a sinner. And yeah. he went away justified. And, uh, I, I, I think, you know, again, I don't know Joan Mayer, but just based on his lyrics, like there is holiness there. And there is yeah, something sure. that, you know, church dudes like me can learn from him, you know, even, sure. even though in my, in my more judgy moments, I might, I might look at him and be like, oh, he's a womanizer and you know, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I need to go to confession too, you know? Yeah. Um, and in, if things had just gone a little bit different in my life, if I had a different influence, I was born to a different family, if I'd made a little bit different choices, if I hadn't gotten as lucky as I had, if I hadn't en- enjoyed, you know, certain privileges or gifts or talents, like I could be way worse than <laughs> some of the mistakes that John Mayer has made, you know, there, but for the grace of God. Absolutely. Um, so I think we can really learn from someone who's so willing to, to bear his, his, his sins so publicly. And it, it is a kind of repentance, you know? So absolutely. There's, there's also a, a freedom in that as well. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I do think that as leaders, there's obviously a responsibility um, to actually do your best to live your life the way God called us to. Right. Mm-hmm. There's obviously that responsibility. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, I look at some of the people who um, have to handle their, um, their mistakes a little more publicly mm-hmm. and the people who are able to kind of own it. And there's a certain freedom in that there is yeah. of like, you know, <clears throat> I'm human. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to make these mistakes, you know, but you get to see me fall and you get to see me mm-hmm. do better. Well, and I think know? there's, there's some wisdom in the church there that we have the sacrament of reconciliation where you can, you can say Absolutely. stuff out loud. And I know, um, I've experienced that freedom, you know, when there's like, before I go to confession, I'm always like, oh, I can't say this. I can't say this. I don't want to go. But then yeah. afterwards, when you hear that priest say, you know, by the ministry of the church, yeah. I give you pardon in peace and go in peace. Um, like there is a real freedom that, that comes Indeed. from that. Yeah. So, and, and, even, and even just sharing with, um, like, you know, you and I've talked about some stuff and, um, mm-hmm. when you have some trusted friends that you can share and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Um, yeah, I'm sure. having trouble with this and, um, it, it makes such a difference to have people that you can, you can talk to and, and, and share those, those struggles with. So. Absolutely. It zooms you mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, when you mentioned confession, that's such a beautiful thing. You go into confession and everything in your head is so zoomed into what your <laughs> mistakes were. Right. <laughs> and the priest starts to talk to you and like, it literally just kind of backs you up from mm-hmm. your situation. And it's like, yeah. 
you're not the only one dealing with this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't, not only are you not the only one, like you are eternally loved yeah. and forgiven. Absolutely. And, you know, oftentimes when I leave out of confession, I just have this universal perspective and I'm so less focused on like, I can't believe I did that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that image <laughs> of zooming out. I think that's, that's a really cool way to, to, to yeah, think about sure. it. Um, Father, Father Mike from, uh, Monsignor Mike from St. Mary's who you, you may remember. Um, one time Absolutely. I went to confession and I was like, father, I just feel like I confess the same things every time I come in here. And he was like, well, at least you're not confessing anything new. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't picked up any new habits. That's yeah, and, and <laughs> like just that that love and that tenderness that he showed me in that moment when I was really frustrated with with myself, and it's yeah. just like you know, there's there's some good going on here too. So I feel like that's that's the love of the father. Sure. Um, I had a quote from the Catechism here that that this song reminded me of. Uh, or no, this is not from the Catechism. This is from John Paul II, right? There, represent John Paul II. So he has this quote where he says, man cannot live without love. He remains a being that is incomprehensible for himself. His life is senseless if love is not revealed to him, if he does not encounter love, if he does not experience it and make it his own, if he does not participate intimately in it. Um, so this idea, I, I feel like That's this, beautiful. yeah, and this is throughout gravity. It's like John's finding that there's this emptiness because there's, he's still, he's feeling this call to give himself to something in a, in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a full way, in a selfless way. And I feel like we all feel it. We've all felt that emptiness. We've all felt that call to give ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. The man who wishes to understand himself thoroughly and not just in accordance with immediate, partial, often superficial and illusory standards and measures of his being, he must with his unrest, uncertainty, and even his weakness and sinfulness with his life and death draw near Christ. Mm. Ooh, man. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, to, like, that's heavy. Yeah. I need to spend some time with that. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to talk, uh, just, um, actually let's, let's, let's skip belief. I want to talk, I want to talk about some family stuff. This song belief off of uh, continuum is really interesting. We might come back to it if, if, if we have time, uh, just kind of his reflections on the power of belief and, um, and how it can be harmful if it's used in the wrong way. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want to talk about, I want to talk about daughters and I want to talk about in the blood because both yeah. of them in the blood is probably, I think his, maybe his best song lyrically. It's just so good. If you haven't listened to in the blood, go listen to in the blood. Um, and daughters is again, probably one of his more famous songs, but they both have to do with this theme of what is the impact that my parents have on me? We'll look at mm-hmm. uh, daughters too. It says fathers be good to your daughters Daughters will love like you do. Girls become lovers who turn into mothers. So mothers be good to your daughters too. And just kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, forget it, putting aside his, his thoughts on gender and sex. Cause I think some people would look at this and think maybe this is a, some of the things in this song are a little sexist that, that he says, cause he talks about, <laughs> ah, boys will be strong, but girls, uh, you know, you can't, you know, boys, you can break. Right. So I think, I think maybe some people would take some, some issue with that, or I would maybe take yeah, some yeah, issue yeah. with that. But <laughs> that, that idea of parents, we have a huge responsibility. Like we have, we really do have to reflect like authentic love to our children because mm-hmm. that's how, how can they know the love of God, the father, if they haven't seen that love from their, their own father uh, or, mm-hmm. or mother, you know, um, so, uh, I mean, you have daughters, you have four daughters. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> does this, does this song speak to you? <laughs> it does. This song is, um, 
What's, what year did this song come out? I don't think I had kids yet when this song came Yeah, it's like 2003. It was a while ago. 2005? Yeah. Mm. Okay, yeah. So my, my, my oldest was born in 08. Pre-Elena. Pre yeah, pre-Elena. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this song is, um, I think it's, you know, that chorus is um, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. um, we do have to think about how our actions... Uh, how the way we love our children affects who they become as people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's at, while at the same time reacting to and living through and um, still feeling emotions of how we were loved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we always want to do better for our children than what we had. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in some cases, this that's hard to do because our parents were like so great, right? Yeah, uh -huh. it's like but, how do we measure up? Yeah, uh -huh. but and I mean, even the best cases, even the best parents pass on some drama, some trauma. I think <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh -huh. but I was gonna say just in in juxtaposition of that, some of us the the love from my parents was just so not there. Yeah. That we're hell bent on making sure that our kids get get the love. Yeah, there's so I'm, I'm, that's I'm, people deal with that whole spectrum of, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be as great as my parents were, uh -huh. or, or better. And some people were like, if I can get as far away from how my parents raised me as possible, yeah. that would be <laughs> absolutely. And I, and I think that's uh, so I, I, that, that's maturity is is that's a certain step in maturity is starting to recognize like this is what's good for my parents, this was not good for my parents, mm -hmm. and what is in me, and how can I kind of magnify the best and minimize the best, uh, the, minimize the worst. And I think that only comes through conversations yeah. with friends, with your spouse, with a priest, maybe a counselor, um, especially if you've, you've had some, some trauma, some abuse, some manipulation in your past. Mm -hmm. um, I love this first verse. And this came out when I was in college and I was, I was uh, dating a lot. And uh, there's one, this reminds me of one specific relationship I was in. It says, I know a girl, she puts the color inside of my world. She's just like a maze where all of the walls all continually change. Uh, if you ever dated with anyone <laughs> where you feel like it's, it's like walking on eggshells and you're not sure what's going to set them off. Um, uh -huh. I've done all I can to stand on her steps with my heart in my hands. And now I'm starting to see, maybe it's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. there's, sometimes you're trying to love someone and like they've, they got to deal with some stuff before they're able to like really be in a relationship and yeah. not, and not, not that I was a perfect, virtuous, great boyfriend as a college <laughs> student, you know, <laughs> and I, I dated, I dated enough girls that I think this is nebulous enough to go out on, on the, on the internet. It's not going to pin, throw anybody under the bus, uh, in, 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 in public, but, um, you know, and like I said, I had some issues too, but, uh, that, that very much spoke to me at a certain time in my life and helped me realize that like, a lot of times we make everything about us, but it's not about us. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. Um, did I cut you off before? Were you saying something? No, no. Um, yeah, I just having four four daughters. You know, the song speaks to me. It speaks to just my mentality mm -hmm. of how we try to raise our girls. We we do want to make sure that they get all the love and care that they need from home. Yeah. Um, so that one day they can be just productive citizens. They can be good wives. They can be you know if they choose religious life, they'll mm -hmm. be. Um, effective in that in that space too, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and of course, inevitably we'll have areas of deficiency where mm -hmm. you know we didn't get things right. Mm -hmm. But it it definitely won't be because we didn't try. Yeah, you know? like well, and, and hopefully we want to give our best. Yeah, and like and part of my motivation, I somebody of a father that I look up to and is kind of a mentor to me said this to me one time: is you're never gonna be a perfect father, 
but try your best to make sure that she knows the love of a perfect father because there is a mm-hmm. perfect father. And no matter yeah. what your deficiencies are, if she knows the love of the perfect father, then that's going to be able to heal any wounds that were, that were caused by your failings and your failings to be a perfect father. Um, and, and I, I've found that message. I've, I've echoed that message mm-hmm. to many students and many people that I've, that I've helped kind of walk with through the years when they've been really wounded by their fathers or their, their mothers. I say like, you have a parent in heaven. You have a good loving father, God, who Mm -hmm. does love you perfectly. And I'm so sorry that you were not loved in the way that you should have been uh, by this person in in your life. But there is someone who loves you perfectly and you don't, you don't have to stay in this hurt, but you can turn to the God, the father who loves you. So, um, if that's you out there, listeners, um, you know, Know that you, you do have a good, loving father who loves you, even if your parents were lacking in some serious ways. Uh, this song, sure, this song sure. wrecks me in the blood. How much of my mother <laughs> has my mother left in me? How much of my love will be insane to some degree? What about this feeling that I'm never good enough? Will it wash out in the water or is it always in the blood? There's like some <laughs> baptismal language there, you know, like is, is this yeah. always with me? Um, am I able to, uh, does the apple just fall right where the tree was, or am I going to repeat the same mistakes? Um, Mm -hmm. how much of my father am I destined to become? Um, yeah, I just, I I love this song. Are there things about this song you want to, that, that speak to you? Oh, absolutely. That's, um, that's, I mean, I think that's an age old question, you know, is how much, how much can we actually change or how much is it like, this is just who I am. This is what was given to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just a part of who I am. Yeah. Um, I think there's a wonderful message of hope that mm-hmm. we have that I don't think this song ever really answered. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we do have Christ. Mm. Um, so there Christ has the power to, <laughs> this is so, this is so Protestant churchy, but Go ahead. There's another blood that there's another blood that we weren't talking about. Ooh, okay. <laughs> there's, there's the, okay. There's another blood. <laughs> the blood uh-huh. Absolutely the blood of Jesus, which uh-huh. changes everything, changes the game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's areas the Bible talks a lot about just breaking generational curses and yeah. um just the power of Christ to be able to to live the life that he called us to. He lived this, mm. he called us to to live a holy and perfect life, and he gave us the tools to do that. Um, so no matter what we were given, no matter what, what, um, blocks we were given mm-hmm. to work with, you know, God has provided us a way of doing what he asked us to do, which is to live holy, to be, wow. you know, to be perfect. Um, and we're, we're always working towards that. So for me, a lot of the things that, um, the qualities I see in my parents, whether they be good or bad, um, I know that God's total mandate over my life is possible. Mm. Um, so I try to use, you know, the qualities that I like about my dad, you know, I try to use those to, to my advantage. My yeah. dad is very outspoken, and, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to voice his opinion. Um, but then I also try to allow God to work in me in ways where, um, what I, what I would consider flaw, the flaws of my dad, that he actually helps me to, to hone in on those things and actually be aware of them and be able to, to work through them. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we kind of, we ha- kind of have the cheat code to this song. A little bit. <laughs> That's true. We do have the <laughs> cheat code. I like that. Uh, it reminds me of the book of Deuteronomy. I've, I've talked about this passage on this show before, but, um, you know, Moses, when he's warning the people before they enter the promised land, he's like, look, you've been, you've been slaves in Egypt and you've been wandering the desert, like homeless, basically vagabonds, wanderers, pilgrims. 
And now you're entering a land of abundance. Don't forget about the Lord. Um, because if you do, the punishment will fall not just on you, but on your children and your children's children. And we hear that and we're like, Ooh, God, that's harsh. Mm. But yet that's, that's like very empirical. Like we can see that in the world. Like who doesn't have issues from their parents that were passed down from yeah. their grandparents or passed down from their great grandparents, like you know, alcoholism and, and bad communication and yeah. dysfunction. Like that absolutely goes down two or three generations, but then what absolutely. follows on top of that, what follows after that, but there's, a, there's a turn Jesus or Moses says, but big, butt in the Bible, I like big butts in the Bible. So big turn, <laughs> uh, he says, but if you follow me and you follow my commandments, God will bless you down to the thousandth generation, not just your children and your children's children, but your children's 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 all the way down. And like, that is miraculous that if we turn to God, like his grace is not just going to bless us, but is going to bless our children down for a thousand generations. Like there's, there's real hope in that. Like there's another blood, as you said, it's way more powerful. So that's, uh, I, I love that. I love that. Um, there is so much more. Was there anything else you want to talk about with, um, uh, in the blood? No, no. I think I love that point you just made to us. Right, well, Try to do the right thing and it's going to go a lot farther. Yeah. Amen, <laughs> I love that. Amen. I love that perspective. Place it in God's hands. There's so much more we can talk about. There's this other theme of that's in no such thing and bigger and bigger than my body wear. And uh, who do you think I was where he's kind of reflecting on, you know, people think I'm this way, but I want to buck the trends and, and get out there. So we could do a, a whole thing on that. Unfortunately, we're, we're running out of time, but I've, I've had a great time uh, talking with you, Brian. If somebody has never um, listened to John Mayer before, what would you say? Like, where, where do they start? Can you give me like three songs? You say, you gotta, you gotta hear this. So what are your picks? What you, what you want to do is you want to pull up Spotify or Apple music mm -hmm. and go to where the light is. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah. Uh -huh. Where the light is will give you everything from the beginning. You get the trio, uh -huh. you get, you get his big hits at the end. He actually talks about it. He, uh, I love what he says in there. He says, uh, he does, he, so he does all three. So mm -hmm. his the opening act is him on acoustic guitar by himself. Uh -huh. Then he goes into the trio stuff. Then he mm -hmm. goes into the full band stuff. Yeah, I've watched So that. he it's says, good. you know, yeah, he says, I get to be the opener who comes out and is like, I'm going to kill. I want to make sure that I give him <laughs> everything I got. I'm the first one. You know, I may not be as big as everybody else, but uh -huh. I'm going to give him everything I got, right? Uh -huh. And then the second act comes out and they're like, Man, we gotta we gotta outdo that. Like, that kid that kid really just went off. And then the, the third the third act is like, man, I'm glad I got the hits because there's no way my energy is gonna match that. Exactly. Um, so exactly. yeah, where the light is gives you. I, to me, I feel like it gives you all of who John Mayer is as an artist. Mm -hmm. up, up until that point, you get to hear a lot of the the hits mm -hmm. and how he did it. Yeah. Um, if I had if I had to pick three songs, mm -hmm. um, I would do slow dancing in the burning room. So good. Yeah, the the guitar, mm -hmm. it, everything just makes sense about that song. Yep. Um, I would choose. Uh, I don't trust myself. Oh, that's a good song From, too. Yeah, yeah, but you got to listen to it on where the light is. It's, okay, there's, there's a certain vibe vibe to it that's incredible. Uh huh. And uh, I really like "Still Feel Like Your Man." That's a great song. That's so search, fun. From the search for yeah. everything. That's a yeah. more recent one. That's such a good song. It's like funky. Yeah, that's that's and, a yeah. good song. That's a great yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just the, just yeah, the, the words and the analogies he uses are amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I, good Love is on the Way is always one of my favorite songs off the John Mayer Trio album. Uh, in the Blood mm-hmm. is so good. Um, and, and, this, and then the last song I wanted to choose is called In Your Atmosphere. Um, I think that's off of Where the Light Is also, but it's just it's beautiful guitar parts, just beautiful reflections mm-hmm. on, on love and loss. And um, yeah, so those, those would be my three. We, we, can, we can make a Spotify playlist. I'll put in the show notes with, with <laughs> all, our, all our picks. Um, uh, Brian, sure. I often ask our uh, guests if they would close us in prayer, kind of reflecting on some of the things we talked about. Would you be willing to, to pray for us? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that you've allowed us to have uh, on this, this show, this wonderful show. Um, thank you for Mike. Thank you for the vision. Thank you for just the, the whole team, the wonderful vision that this show um, provides and the, the value that it adds in this space. We thank you for just the revelations that you've uh, you've given throughout this conversation, the inspiration. We pray that it not only affects us, but that it's helped somebody who's, who's watching this program. Uh, we pray that you are glorified through everything that has happened today. And we love and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Brian, for being here. It's good good to see your face. We haven't gotten to see as much of each other. Thank you, Michael. I know. Likewise, brother. Mm -hmm. It's it's good to just get together and kind of geek out about music too. <laughs> yeah. So, sure. so often we get together, we're just like, we're like in the middle of conversations, like, hold on, I got to go chase the toddler, you know, and yep. we're like running off. So yep. it's good to see it. Kids, kids wiping poop on the wall. And it's, it's, <laughs> we've, we've had some time. We've had some times. <laughs> yeah. When things calm down, we'll get to, we'll get together again. So uh, <laughs> Brian, sure. people can find you. Tell us where we can find you. Absolutely. So BT and the King, mm-hmm. uh, if, anywhere you can stream music, my mm-hmm. handle on IG is BT King music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. IG, if you want to listen to the music you can stream it anywhere, BT awesome. and the King. And I highly recommend, I'll put it in the show notes, your, uh, your release which is still on your YouTube page, your, your release content. Yeah, it's still did, up. Yeah. It's still up there on YouTube. I, I, I love it. So I highly recommend that. Uh, check out Brian's if music. You want a good, really you want good. A good laugh. Yeah, it's it's a great. <laughs> well, I love it. You had to like your kids, you know, like Zoom in your parents. It's it's awesome. And you and Myra are just, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. So um, my name is Mike Tenney, host of Pop Culture Catechism. You can check me out at www.miketenneymusic.com and on Instagram and Twitter at PKMikeyT. Um, and also through the, the Awaken app, I'm on there. You can talk to the show hosts and uh, like me and download that through uh the the app store just go to uh, awaken.app slash wait i forget what it is just go to get on the app store because i forget what it is off the top of my head you can also just go to awakencatholic.org if you want to support this show and other shows like it on awaken catholic please go to awakencatholic.org slash donate become part of the awaken nation uh, make a do- monthly a donation and, and keep everything here running and support the people that are making these shows. Uh, we're really trying to, to put a lot of God's love out there into the world because a lot of places need it and don't get it. I know I need it. And, uh, Awaken is one of the places where I, I, I feel like God's spirit is alive and, and speaking to me and ministering to me. So we would love to have you as partners on that journey. So Brian, thank you for being here. And listeners, thank you for um, letting us into your ears and into your eyes, however you are experiencing this video or audio. And uh, we love you. and We'll see you next time.